Psalm 119, uh, and we'll, well, we won't read the whole thing. We'll just read the first stanza. <laughs> but <laughs> you'd be standing a while if we did, wouldn't you? 176 verses. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. So we're, we're doing some work again tonight like we did last week. Uh, love, last week it was loving your church family God's way, our theme being, you know, uh, love God's way. And so here the psalmist is emphasizing God's ways. They walk in his ways. You see that? Blessed are the undefiled in the what? Way, all right? So it's God's ways. They walk in his ways. Verse four, it shifts and he says, he goes from talking in, in third person uh, singular to second person uh, as he says, thou hast commanded us. So this is a prayer to God, isn't it? Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes, oh, forsake me not utterly. And so tonight um, in our series, Love God's Way, just another installment of that, another effort to try to drive that home. And I trust it'll be a help. This was in, if you're in the Bible reading uh, plan, you know, going through the Bible, uh, then this was in our reading and just really caught my attention here. And so I'm calling it tonight this loving God through his word, loving God through his word. If you know Psalm 119, you know, it's a lot about God's word. Okay. So loving God through his word. May God, may God bless the reading of his word as you're seated. We'll get right to it here tonight. Psalm 119 is a very interesting Psalm and um, actually like others, Psalm 9 and 10, Psalm 25, Psalm 34, Psalm 37, Psalm 111, Psalm 112, um, and Psalm 119 are acrostic psalms, meaning this, that it takes the Hebrew alphabet, 22 letters, and uh, each of the verses begins with a letter of the alphabet, kind of like what we did. Maybe you, if you uh, maybe went to church growing up, you had A, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, B, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ thou, and thou shalt be saved. See, children, obey your parents and the Lord, right? And, and that's all I remember. So, um, but the ABC is using God's word. You know, well, that's really what the, what the psalmist is doing. He's going Aleph to Tal, or we'd say A to Z. Uh, the beauty of God's word. Okay, so there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And each letter receives eight verses. So eight times 22 is 176. That's why there's 176 
verses. Uh, you might be interested to know that Proverbs 31 verses 10 through the end of the chapter about the virtuous woman is also organized according to the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph to Tau, what to look for in a godly woman who can find a virtuous woman. Aleph, Baith, Gimel, Daleth, and all throughout there. I remember when I was a kid growing up and I saw uh, about in the middle of Psalm 119 PE, I thought, wow, physical education right there in the Bible. But it's the letter Pei in, in the Hebrew uh, alphabet. And so all of that section would begin with the word that would begin with the letter pay. And so here in, in Psalm 119, one through eight, it's Aleph, 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 Aleph. Okay. Although is that eight? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's close. Okay. Get the idea. So it's, it's communicating, um, most likely just the, uh, the beauty of God's word and maybe a mnemonic device, a way to remember, you know, how to just meditate on God's word, but also, you know, I think about like some, um, some rental places. You might have A to Z rental. I believe there used to be a place here in Oklahoma City named that. I don't know if it is in business still or not. A to Z rental. Basically, it's saying this. Everything you need from A to Z, you can find it right here. All right. So here it is. I'll have to tower. We'd say A to Z. Everything that's beautiful and helpful about God's word. Okay. So the completeness of God's word. So it's a beautiful approach to that. Um, why are there eight verses per letter? Well, some say that perhaps it's because there's eight different references to God's word within Psalm 119. So you have like uh, these references, the law, the word, two different Hebrew words used to refer to word or judgment, precept, statute, commandment, testimony. There's eight of those. So it might be in honor of those eight. I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's uh, A to, or A, Aleph to Tau, the revelation of God and how it ought to impact our lives. The word of God and how it ought to impact our lives. Uh, but the word is not given to us that we might worship the word, but the word leads us to God. Okay, so that's an important distinction. Uh, we ought to appreciate, we ought to reverence, we ought to respect, we ought to, to love God's word. But being mindful of this, his word is from him and thus we love God. Okay. And so the psalmist is, is getting to that. In fact, I, I like what one man said. He said this, this is a psalm not, of, not only of law, but also of love, not only of statute, but of spiritual strength, not only of devotion, but to precept, but also to loyalty to the way of the Lord. In other words, it, it's, a, it's a psalm that is, is about God's word, but that's helping us to have a real love and admiration for God himself, okay? Um, so you'll, you'll see a lot of different themes in it. Uh, obviously, there's so much here that we, we can't possibly cover all the details uh, tonight. But look at verse 57 here as we just do a little bit of study of the psalm itself. He says in, in this section, thou art my portion. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I've said I would keep thy words. Thou art my portion. You know what he's saying right there? God, you're what I need. You're who I need. Lord, you're, you are my portion. I, I believe we'd all agree tonight, we need him. We need him in our lives. And, and, uh, and so thus we need, we certainly need his word. Uh, let me take you on a journey through the psalm, just pointing out a few things here. One would be the word delight. Look at verse number 14. Verse 14, 
I have rejoiced. Now, here it is, the word rejoiced. I have rejoiced or I've delighted. I've rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. Look at verse 16. I will also, what? Delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. All right, look at verse 24. Thy testimonies also are my delight. There it is again. And my counselors. Verse 30. Uh, five, make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Okay. Are you delighting in God's word tonight? Are you delighting? Is it your delight? Is it your delight? What's the first thing that you reach for in the morning? It might be your phone to turn it off, right? If that's your alarm, uh, then it may be you're pushing snooze or stop, right? Um, but isn't it true that, especially if you do your devotions in the morning, now I know some of you maybe do your devotions at night because you're more coherent at night. Whenever you're most coherent, that's the best time to do your devotions and have time in the word. But isn't it true that we ought to reach for God's word primary, not secondary, not, not let it be the last thing? I want to encourage everybody here tonight to be a Bible reader. Be a Bible reader. Um, and uh, that, that I think is so very vitally important. So several of these verses point out how that we ought to delight in God's word. Let me, let me show you another thing that runs throughout. We won't look at all the verses again, but verse 48, look at verse 48, if you would. <clears throat> well, verse 47 says, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have what? Loved. Verse 48, my, ha my hands also will I lift up into thy commandments, which I have loved. I will meditate in thy statutes. Verse 97, loving God's word. Uh, verse number 97, oh, how I love thy law, he says. It is my meditation all the day. It's what I think about all the day. I love thy law. Verse 113, I hate vain thoughts. Well, we have plenty of those, don't we? I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I what? I love, I love uh, verse number 119, thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. I love thy testimonies. Verse 127, therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Verse 132, look thou upon me and be merciful unto me as thou used to do unto those that love thy name. Verse 140, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Do you love it tonight? Do you love God's word? And, and, and if, you, uh, if you do, then keep loving God's word. But if, you, if you're not in love with God and his word, then I hope tonight would be a reminder, I need to get back to loving God and his word here tonight. Loving his word. It makes such a difference in our, in our, lives, in our lives. Warren Wiersbe said this, the way we treat the word of God is the way we treat the God of the word. The way we treat the word of God is the way that we treat the God of the word. So how are you treating God's word tonight? How are you treating God's word tonight? When's the last time that you read God's word? That's gonna say a lot about the way that you're treating the God of the word. You see what his, his point is? The way we treat God's word, I want you to think about it tonight. The way that you treat God's word is the way that you treat the God of the word. Okay, so how are you treating God's word? What we should not do is just take our Bibles and set them on a shelf somewhere until next Sunday or next Wednesday. 
And certainly don't treat your Bible maybe like you treat, uh, you know, the flashlight that you have in your go bag when it's tornado season and you keep that in there and you only use it in case of an emergency. Now, listen, you need to be in the God's word daily. You know, don't wait for an emergency or a trial to get in God's word. Be in his word daily. And, and listen, I, I know that we all know that, but don't we need to be reminded of that along the way? Um, and, and we're looking at the first stanza here as even the reason why. So the way that we treat the word of God is a reflection as to how we treat the God of the word, the God of the word. The psalmist here is, uh, is, is actually in a time of trouble. Look at verse number 23. Okay. Just, just a little bit more orientation here before we get into our stanza that we're considering here tonight. Verse 23, princes also did sit and speak against me. Do you see that? So we, we don't know exactly who the psalmist is, but it may be that he's, you know, he's in a, a place of prominence, a place of position. So he says, princes did speak against me, sit and speak against me. How about verse 25? My soul cleaveth unto the dust. I mean, he was at a low point, but look what he says. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Hasn't it been true in your life that even when you hit a real low spot, that it's God's word that helps you get revived? All right. Look at verse number 30. Um, let's see. Hang on just a minute. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Look at uh, verse 28. Verse 28. My soul melteth for heaviness. So he's not in a place where everything's just hunky-dory. It's not like everything's just going real smooth. In fact, he says, my soul melteth for heaviness. I mean, he's in a, real, in a real state where he could just be overwhelmed by the circumstances of his life. Look at verse 49. Remember thy word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. So he's at a time where he's even in a time of affliction. How about uh, verse number 95? Verse 95, the wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I consider thy testimonies. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I've, I've considered thy testimonies. Uh, one more in verse uh, 98, through thy commandments, thou, uh, sorry, thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies. So he's got enemies. So I'm just trying to establish the fact here that, that listen, being in the word does not exempt you from problems, but being in the word gives you help in those problems. All right. Okay. And so let's look now at, at our Psalm here and see how that he's drawing strength from God in the midst of, of the struggles. And he begins the psalm in the first three verses with this, basically just with admiration for those that do walk in the law of the Lord. Okay, so look what he says in verse one, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Okay, blessed, blessed. Okay, literally it's, it's plural. So the idea is, Oh, the, the blessings, blessings, plural, uh, the blessednesses, is that a word? The blessednesses of the man, the happinesses of even, you know, I mean, I understand happiness is based on happenings, but, but uh, I'm telling you, if you'll be in God's word, you'll be a lot happier in life for sure than if you're out of God's word. Okay. Uh, you'll be blessed. Okay. Look, look right here. He's saying, I'm observing something here. I'm observing something. We're, we're trying to observe something here tonight for our, for our own good. He says this, uh, 
I've looked at life and here's what I've seen. Those who are undefiled in the way, who are walking in the law of the Lord, their life is blessed. They are. Blessed are the undefiled. Okay, undefiled means um, complete, perfect, blameless. And the idea is not sinless. None of us are without sin, of course. But here's, here's what he's saying. They're, they're endeavoring to live their life under God's control, according to God's word. Okay, so uh, Spurgeon said about this word blessed, though, he said a thousand heaped up blessednesses are found in godly living. All right. Uh, <laughs> I like the way he says that. A thousand heaped up blessednesses are found in godly living. All right. A thousand heaped up blessednesses. All right. So he says, um, I've noticed this, that the lives of those that are living under God's leadership in his word, they're walking in the law of the Lord. In other words, they're, they're living their daily lives as guided by the word. They, they have a habit of trying to live for God. They have a habitual holiness, we might say, a habitual holiness. Well, we all have habits, don't we? And we need for God to help us that our habits might be holy habits. Do you have a holy habit of reading God's word every day? Okay, that's a good habit. It's a good habit. Um, what is your habit? Do you have a habit of obeying God or disobeying God? Do you have a habit of obeying God? What is your habit when you are in front of the television? What is your habit when, you're, when you've got your phone in your hand? What's your habit when, uh, when you're in front of the computer? What's your habit when you're at work? How do you handle things? I mean, what is your habit? So he says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. I mean, they have made it their practice to try to do what God has said. All right. And then he says this in verse number two. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Okay. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. That just simply means that, that they take heed to what God says. The word testimonies is interesting. It means a solemn warning. Blessed are those who take heed to God's solemn warnings. Okay. God gives us many warnings. Blessed are those who take heed to those. I was, I was uh, driving home today. And as I was, I saw a sign, um, that said, uh, danger, high water. <laughs> okay. And, uh, sure enough, it was. Now I, I, I turned down there to just see if it was true or not. <laughs> should have, should have taken the sign at its face value. Right. But I didn't go on through like a lot of small cars did. And I was wondering what in the world are you doing? So I turned around and then trying to tell everybody on the way back, Hey, turn around, don't drown. Right. So mercy. Well, they had a sign there, danger, high water. It wasn't a joke. It really was deep water, right? Listen, God's word is warning us. Listen, that way of life is dangerous, okay? Uh, that way of, of lust is dangerous. The way of anger is dangerous. The way of bitterness is dangerous. God warns us. And so blessed are those who take heed to God's solemn warnings, those are truly blessed people. They, they're, they're, again, I, I tried to establish early on, they're not without problems. I mean, here he had enemies. He had people speaking against him. He was at times in heaviness. 
So it's not like if you read the word, every day is just going to be like you're living in a musical. Right? <laughs> That'd be quite an existence right there. It's not reality. I wouldn't want to live there, right? Okay? But here's, here's what he's saying. I've observed this. And I've seen people that live daily in the word. And they're endeavoring to apply the word to their life. They are kept from a whole lot of problems. Blessed are those people. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Blessed are those that seek him with the whole heart. Are you seeking him with your whole heart? That, that just basically means this. I really want to know what God's will is. And I want to live in God's will. And, and so he says, here's who I've found to be truly content in life, truly blessed in life, are those who want to know what God's will is and they seek his will with their whole heart. Blessed are those people. In fact, look at verse number three, he says this, they also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Now, obviously that doesn't mean they don't sin, but when you take a look at their life overall, he's saying they don't live their life in sin. Are you following what I'm saying here? They don't, they don't, this is not their way of life. They do know iniquity. The word do there is, is like it's an ongoing thing. But people that live outside of the word of God, they do iniquity. They do wickedness. And they have the consequences of that that come back on their life. And it forms a vicious cycle of folly, doesn't it? And he says, he says here, the people that are truly blessed are those that are walking in the law of God. They are keeping his testimonies. They're taking heed to his warnings and they're seeking him with the whole heart. And their life is not caught up in a bunch of vice. Their life is not caught up in a bunch of, of lust and, and all that comes with that. But they live their life in such a way that, that it's not like they are sinless. I mean, they sin, but it does not characterize their life. They are truly blessed. My soul, what a way to live right there, right? Blessed are those, okay? So he's pointing that out for all of us to see that here's the way that you ought to live your life. All right? Now look at verse four. Thou has commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. So he says, I, I admire those who do, but God, you're calling on me to live that way. I appreciate the, example of the examples of those that are truly blessed, but, but it all, hang on, wait a minute. We're, we're going somewhere with this because we're following the Psalm. He says, I'm really blessed to have some godly examples in my life that I can look at and see, man, they've lived a godly life right there. And they're truly blessed. I mean, here I was last night visiting, you know, Brother Reed Thompson. And, uh, and even as I began to go there and, and, the, and mentioned to the boys we're going to make that, that visit, uh, one of them said, you know, I, I imagine he's still going to be pretty jovial. I imagine he's, pr he's probably still going to pick on you. I don't remember exactly how they said it, but I, they said basically this. I bet he's still going to have his sense of humor. And if you visited Reed Thompson, he's still got it. They haven't been able to remove that from him. I'm not voting that they do. I'm just simply saying he still has the joy of the Lord. And, he, and he's had some, some nurses that have asked, you know, about um, how long have y'all been married? Miss Carol's been up there, you know, every day, just right there by his side. How long have y'all been married? And I forget now it's 60 some years. How do you do that? You, you know what they're saying? Blessed. Blessed. 
Blessed. Well, that's good right there. That's a good example. There's somebody that's tried to, not perfect. Come on, we're talking about Reed Thompson here. Not perfect. <laughs> not perfect. But you can see, and I could point out several others here tonight that would be of an older generation that have walked with God for many years. And, and we'd say about them, man, their life's been blessed. I was just back home and, and, and uh, actually got to have a little bit of time with Brother Bob Carson that I talked so much about here. You know why I talked so much about him? Because he had such an impact on my life. He just this past week, well, a week ago yesterday, he turned 102. 102. And, and I'm telling you, <laughs> so awesome. You know how we stay around and visit after church and, and, you know, kind of the second service, right, as we're fellowshipping. And, and there he was standing and talking and was one of the last ones to leave. 102. Uh, you know, he's lived a blessed life. I can observe that and he's been daily in the word. I asked him where you've been reading lately and he told me, he taught Sunday school right up until he was in his 90s. He built a boat at age 94 and floated it on a river. I'm just simply saying the man's lived a blessed life. He's been undefiled in the way. He's been walking the law of the Lord. He's been keeping God's testimonies. He's been seeking God with his whole heart. His life's not characterized by the wickedness that it used to be back before he got saved. I'm just simply saying, that's the way that I wanna live. How about you? I want to be blessed like that someday. I want to have a long marriage. I, I want to have a meaningful life. I trust that you do as well. We could, we could sit here and attest to the fact that, yes, that is a blessed way to live right there. That, that pastor, that Sunday school teacher, that godly teenager, that godly young person, that's a great way to live. But wait a minute. It's not just a great way to live for them. It ought to be a great way to live for you. Thou has instructed us. Thou has taught us. Let me look back at verse number four. Thou has commanded us to keep thy testimonies. Blessed are they, but you, God, you have commanded us. Oh, wait a minute. I want to ask tonight, has, has that blessedness transferred to you? Has it transferred to you? In other words, do you have a personal longing and desire to be daily in God's word. If that's how they got blessed, I wonder how you'll get blessed. It'll be the exact same way. The way, is this making sense to everybody here? The way they were blessed and are blessed is on the authority of God's word, the same way, uh, sir or ma'am or young man, young man, young lady, that's the same way that you'll be blessed. Well, how old do you have to be before you start that? Mm, 97. No. <laughs> um, I look down here and I see some that are maybe 10 or 11 years old. Great time for you all to be in the Word. Right now, young men. What a great, look, a great looking row of young men right here. Isn't that awesome? I appreciate that they're up here, got their Bibles open, taking notes. You know what you're learning? Or you're paying attention. You're awake. You know what they're learning? How to be blessed. How to be blessed. God's word. See, what, what I'm trying to say tonight is simply this. It's got to go from admiration to application. It's not enough that we would admire those who do that. You've got to see tonight. I need to, I need to do that. There's some of you that have godly parents. Thank God for godly parents. Your mom read her devotions this morning. Your dad was in the word this morning. Were you? Your grandparents were in the word today. Were you? 
Hello. It's not just blessed are they, but, but here's where he got to. God, I want to be blessed. And you've taught us, you've commanded us to keep thy precepts. In verse four, thou, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts. How? Diligently. Keep diligently thy precepts. The word precept is, um, it's, it's the details of God's law. It's, it's, um, it's actually from a word, I, I didn't understand this or know this, but it, it's from a word that has to do with like an officer or an overseer and how an officer or an overseer are going to give attention to the details, right? Um, we were driving through Highway 60 and you hit some of those small towns, Mountain View, uh, some of those, I know Mountain View very well. <laughs> some of those police officers there are given to detail. Um, those off, those uh, patrolmen, state patrol, uh, highway patrolmen on the turnpike, they're given to detail. Man, isn't it awesome? Let me just pause right here and say, isn't it awesome we get to drive 80 legally? Between here and Tulsa, so, some of you say, man, for real, I'm going just to, just to do that. <laughs> yeah, 80, but, but they're watching it, okay? Here's what he's saying. Listen, God's watching it. All right, if, if, if God's not a God of details, then you can just live any way you want to. But if he's a God of details, you better make sure that you do exactly what he says if you want to be blessed, unless you want to be pulled over, right? So I told Trevor as he was driving through that section, I said, hey, watch it. Watch it, bud. Your granddad, I'm telling my, on my father-in-law right here, he's been pulled over. I've been pulled over. All God's people have been pulled over right here, right? <laughs> he did great. He, he took it down, you know, a couple uh, miles per hour below, you know. That's what he's saying here. Lord, you've commanded us to observe or keep your precepts diligently. How, how diligently, how diligently are you keeping God's order, his orders? You follow me? How diligently are you keeping his orders? Um, hey, here, here we are in the summertime. This is not a time to kind of slack off on keeping God's orders. You know, kind of, we can go into like vacation mode or, or some kind of mode where we think, oh, I can kind of let this slide. Listen, you can't let it slide when it comes to God's word. Can't let it slide. No, be diligent about it, young people. Be, be diligent about keeping God's word. If you want to be blessed, are you listening to me here tonight? If you want to be blessed, if you want to live the life of, of a blessing, have the blessings of God upon your life. And who in the right mind here tonight would say, no, I'm not really interested in that. No, I think all of us really do. Are you listening to me here tonight? I, I think all of us really do, really do desire. I need God's blessings on my life and I want God's blessings on my life. Then you got to be in the word. And to love God's way, you got to be in God's word. To love God's way, you got to be in God's word. To be in God's way, you got to be in God's word, see. And so you got to be daily in the word. Young people, are you in God's word? Uh, young couples, I know that you're busy. I know that you're, you're hustling and trying to get everything done and getting kids from here to there and, and back. Thankfully, you know, school's over or nearly over, depending on, you know, where they are. But, but I mean, you've been running and getting and doing all those things. There's so much to keep up with in this life. Listen, but listen, don't, don't get so busy that you don't have time in the word because what you're doing is you're not having time on how to be blessed. 
Are you daily in the Word? Are you in the Word? Seriously consider that tonight. Look at verse 5. Oh. You see what he says there? Oh. Oh, that my ways. Oh, that my ways were directed to thy, keep thy statutes. Or statutes comes from a word that means like engraving or inscribing in stone. In other words, God's word is not going to change for a new generation. Oh, that my ways. I, I see that. I see that their way is established in God's goings. Oh, that my ways. I wish I was predisposed to be like that. <laughs> you ever wish that? I wish I automatically did. Well, they, they didn't get there, by the way, automatically either. They had a bunch of choices where they had to be in the word daily and daily applying it. But his, his cry of his heart is, I desire that. And, and he says, oh, actually that, that word, oh, <laughs> is used in, in 2 Kings chapter 5 when the little maid and, and with Naaman, as he had leprosy, she said basically this, oh, that, oh, that my master would go to, to the prophet. That's the idea. Oh, if he, if, he could just get to the, if he could just get to the man of God. And here is the psalmist saying, oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Oh, that my ways, I, I, I pray, I wish, I desired that. I long for that. Is that your longing? If it's not your longing, then what's wrong? Because if you're not longing for that way of life, then you must be longing for some other way of life. Your heart's never in neutral. Have you grown apathetic? Have you grown lazy? Have you grown uh, maybe bitter? Have you grown uh, distracted? By other things. Remember when you started reading the Bible for yourself? And if you, if you haven't started, this would be a great summer to do that. Talk about a summer reading program that'll help you. I remember when I was a teenager, I was um, about uh, 14 or 15 years old. That's when I started reading the Bible for myself. You know, I probably did when I was y'all's age a little bit. But I'm talking about having a daily time and the word didn't come till I was about 14 or 15 years old. It came as a result of camp. And I went home saying, God, if you'll help me, I'll start reading the Bible every day. And I started reading the Bible one chapter a day. And uh, the next week after camp was our family vacation. Boy, it was put to the test because we were on vacation. But I'm thankful to God that he helped me. And I started reading in Matthew and I got through the genealogies just barely. If you're not already in the Bible reading time or you're not, you don't have a Bible reading time, purpose tonight, God, tonight or tomorrow morning, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. And, and if you've stopped, don't beat yourself up. If you miss your Bible reading time today, don't beat yourself up. Don't think, man, I'm a rotten sinner. Well, well, yeah, go ahead and think that. But, um, but, <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. Just get back in the word. Just get back in the word. Oh, that my ways. And then, then look what he says, and, and we're, we won't be long on these verses, but look what he says. Then shall I not be ashamed. The word ashamed there means disgraced. Um, I won't come to public shame. 
You know, God, if you'll stay in God's word, God's word will keep you out of sin and that'll keep you out of public disgrace. Isn't that, isn't that a blessing? Some, someone has said, I know you've heard this, the saying before, either this word will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the word. Right? But if you don't want to be in a place of being ashamed and disgraced, then stay in the word. I won't be ashamed. When I have respect or when I'm focused on the, the word respect there, it literally means when I'm looking unto all thy commandments. And then verse seven, he says, I will praise thee. When, when I've applied all this to my life, when I go from a place of ad, ad, admiration to a place of application, uh, then I, I'll praise you, Lord, because I know that it's not me that brought myself to a place of being blessed, but it's because I've heard your word and I applied it. I applied it and thus I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned. It's a process, isn't it? When I have learned, oh, what a, what a great joy it is here to see some that have um, just recently got in the Bible or maybe just recently got in church and, and they're eager about it. That's such a blessing. You know, I think about uh, Brother Jim Labe just raising his hand a moment ago and saying, I'm reading here. Well, there was a time when Jim Labe was just getting in church and Brother Ray Williams was helping and discipling him. It's got to start somewhere, you know. And uh, some of you are just new to church. And maybe you're saying, you know, preacher, I read, but I don't understand everything that I'm reading. Welcome to the Bible club, right? I mean, we're all kind of in that together. But don't get discouraged. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. I'll praise thee, he says, because when I've learned thy righteous judgments, just a word about the word judgment there, it literally means this decision, decision, and, and it's thy righteous judgments. Do you see that? It's God's righteous judgments. So in other words, he's saying, I'll praise the Lord when I learn of thy righteous judgments, when I learn, God, what you've decided what you've decided about marriage, what you've decided about life, what you've decided about money, what you've decided about whatever. Hey, listen, God has already decided about the areas of life and will not change his mind. And we'll be blessed and praise the Lord when we learn his righteous judgments. I will, here was his determination. I will keep thy judgments. I'm sorry. I will keep thy statutes. I will. He was determined, but look what he ends with. Oh, forsake me not utterly. <laughs> Do you see what he's saying right there? I've made up my mind. God, I want to be blessed like Bob Carson's blessed. I want to be blessed like the Thompsons are blessed. I want to be blessed like that godly Sunday school teacher. I want to be blessed like that. And God, you've made it available to me. And so I want to go from a place of admiring this to applying this and, and getting your word in my life daily. I want to be in the word and not only I hear the word, but dear God, I want to do what your word has said. I will keep thy statutes. Oh God, I'm going to need your help. That's how it ends. That stanza does. Oh dear Lord, I'm going to need your help. Please don't forsake me utterly. In other words, what he's saying is I'm going to need you all the time. I remember the story about a man that was in a meeting of D.L. Moody and, and uh, he was giving his testimony. He was just a brand new Christian. And he says, well, 
I don't know a whole lot. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember exactly his words, but he basically said this. Here's what I know. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey. And a gentleman sitting there jotted those words down, trust and obey, and wrote the song that we sing so often. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on the way, right? When we trust and obey. You want a blessed life tonight? You want to be blessed? I, I believe tonight we all, we're here because we want to. Then here's what it's going to be. To be in God's way, love even God's way, you got to be in the Word. So start right there. Make sure you're in the Word. Let, let me say a word to parents. Parents, um, encourage, encourage your kids. Or maybe you've got an opportunity to be an impact on your grandkids. Encourage your grandkids to be in the Word. You know. And even, even do this in a loving way, in a, not, a, not a critical uh, way, not in a pharisaical way, but just hold them accountable. You know, I, I appreciate people asking me, hey, preacher, you in the Word? What do you mean I'm in the Word? I'm a preacher, of course I'm in the Word. Hey, listen, all of us struggle. I'm glad when people ask me, hey, where are you reading? You reading your Bible, pastor? <laughs> Pastors ought to read their Bibles. You know why? Because Christians ought to read their Bibles. I asked uh, Angie, hey, have Trenton call me. I don't mean to embarrass him, but have, have Trenton call me when he gets up, tell me what he read this morning. I was thinking about this message, thinking about it, just want to make sure he told me what he read in Acts 20 and Acts 21. You know, uh, let, let's hold each other accountable. You know, are you reading the Bible? Are you in the Word? In the Word? I'm not saying we just call everybody out publicly here. Brother Jude, you in the Word? <laughs> yep, I think he said yes. <laughs> We need to be in the Word. We want to be blessed. Isn't that right? And make it a purpose, of course, to be in church. I know I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd, but it sure is easy to start to let that church thing slide. Or even while you're here, kind of be somewhere else. Tune in. Say, God, I want to be blessed. And I need to hear from you tonight. I remember often the words of Brett Green as he was in the office where we were having a little bit of time together. And I, every time I think about Wednesday night, I think about Brother Brett Green nearly every week. Because he said, you know, sometimes, preacher, I'll just be honest with you, it's kind of hard to get from the north side when he was working and living here. It's hard to get from the north side all the way down to the south side. you you got to have something for us. <laughs> Thanks for putting no pressure on there, right? But that's my Brett Green test every Wednesday. Oh, God, I want to make sure that we've got something from your word, not man's word. I don't want it to be my word. We need the word. We need the word. Need the Word. Need to be in the Word. Are you in the Word? Are you in the Word? So vital. Yeah. Lord, uh, we thank you for the Word. While we don't worship it, we worship you. But we would be lost. We wouldn't even know how to love you. I'm talking tonight about loving you through your Word. We wouldn't even know how to love you, wouldn't know how to love one another, wouldn't know how to do church, wouldn't know how to be saved. Uh, Lord, I realize there's a time when there was the oral preaching of the word and there's a time when the written word wasn't in existence, but here we are and maybe we could even say even doubly blessed, Lord, just because of the complete word, having both the Old and New Testament. God, I thank you that we have the word and the beauty of the word, dear God. And I just pray that you'd help us.
to make up our minds here tonight as a church family individually that God we're going to be in the word and and I love how that uh, even Psalm the psalm you gave us says great love great peace have they that love thy word nothing shall offend them so God I pray that you'd help us here as we think about loving one another we certainly have got to be in your word if we're going to do that otherwise we get easily offended and so help us tonight dear God I pray to be daily in our Bible reading, but also not just getting through it, but also applying it, dear Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing, trust and obey.